Hi, this is Jason Aaron, writer of Thor and Star Wars, and you're listening to Mighty Marvel Geeks. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, we're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Shoot up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Uh, it's kind of a mashup, sort of like Amalgam. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Amalgam. Amalgam. Kind of was back in the day. Uh, this is our Amalgam issue. It is Kylan and Mike from Mighty Marvel Geeks and from DC Superpowers Janitor Closet. It's Vernon and Ken. So hey, we have a closet, big huh? closet. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I hope the effects of the icers weren't too bad on you guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Cyborg hooked us up with some um, shields. <laughs> So <laughs> they don't understand shield technology. They yeah. Hey, at least we work with the superheroes, not just the spies. Yeah, exactly. They come to us. Hey, hey. it's all about spies like us. That's right. Cue Paul McCartney. <laughs> so, um, we, oh God, as my voice just cracked there, uh, <laughs> we invited uh, Ken and Vernon on with us this week to do a San Diego Comic-Con recap. Uh, oh, the two the two heavy hitters, really, uh, this year, since there was no D23 and Marvel did make an appearance back, um, mm-hmm. we're going to find out, was there a threat to DC's spill and did Marvel take the show or did DC steal the show? Um I'm going to say, personally, I, I'm going to give a slight edge to DC on this, as as much as I hate to say it. Yeah. Well, I think DC, um, it was probably even, except that DC brought a Justice League trailer with them. That may have been what kind of threw it over the edge. The fact that they're not even finished production and they had a trailer. Um... Well, if you're going to say that, we could counter by saying that Marvel brought a, a sizzle reel for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but it wasn't actually a finished trailer with all the effects and stuff, was it? I don't know. Has it actually been out? It, it has not been aired outside of Hall H, whereas I know but, Justice League has. Yeah. That mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. I think I don't know which side would have won this, but... Uh, I, DC I'm going to give, give a slight edge to DC. Okay. Yeah. Well, but we did get a we did get a second full trailer of Doctor Strange. Yeah. A full trailer of Luke Cage. Yeah. And, and uh, a teaser and, of Iron Fist. Teaser Iron Fist and a teaser of uh, Defenders. Defenders. Yeah. All, all yeah, I DC got to say. Should have brought Supergirl. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was 
saying ours went more public than uh, some of the Marvel uh, trailers did. Like they yeah. got Spider Man, Guardians, um, and Thor Ragnarok. Did, so yeah, there really there there was leaked footage of Thor Ragnarok, but I'm I'm still not exactly sure um, if that was fan made and altered or if it if it was legit. actual legit. Yeah, right. Um, you know, of course, show wise, I mean. Y'all had the heavy hitters with the CW lineup, and the big thing we had was Ghost Rider, mm. Robbie Rees coming to to Shield. Yeah, <laughs> but still no mention of who the director is. Was Cloak and Dagger there at all? No, and that's nope. supposed to come out uh, after the first of the year sometime. Yeah, you think they See, might do? Powerless even had a panel, and yeah. I think they're midseason. I was saying, you think what they're going to do with Cloak and Dagger, like they did uh, the Inhumans, just keep it going for a while, and we may not get it. No, no, because it, it's going, it's end. going to, it's going to Freeform, aka formerly known as ABC Family. So it's, you know, it's, that, um, that's the that's new a, CW. Yeah, it's it's ABC's version of CW. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're Which may bode well for you. Well, this is going to be this is going to be the the Marvel answer to Pretty Little Liars or um, whatever the other shows are. Or guilty well, or guilt or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be in that genre or the Fosters. It's, it's gonna be well, that genre, look, though, but for Marvel. If you re- if you remember back when um, Smallville first came on, yeah, Smallville was originally on WB. No, that was CW. They launched with the launch of CW, didn't they? Nope, it was WB. Okay, yeah, but still, it was, at that point, it was, it was originally WB. it was originally uh, I think the first two seasons because yeah. when they introduced Aquaman, Aquaman was supposed to be uh, with the guy who ended up. Because they inter- they introduced the actor as Oliver Queen on Smallville, mm-hmm. he was then tapped to play Aquaman mm-hmm. in the pilot, which also had um, Lou Gossett Diamond Jr. Lou Gossett Jr. and Lou Diamond Phillips mm-hmm. as the stepdad. Um, and that the only reason why that series didn't happen was because of the merger between UPN yeah. oh. was between UPN and CW or UPN and Warner Brothers to create CW. That yeah. show got pushed to the side. Hence why that actor went back and played Oliver Queen for several more seasons on Smallville. But if you look back to when Smallville was brought in, it was the first time doing a show that was not a prototypically girl show, teenage girl show on that network. Because that was the network with um, like 90210 and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So this was their first foray into something else. And look what's happened. Look at the CW now. It's become right. now. Well, it, so, well, let's mention it was the new 90210 because the original well, was on Fox. Yeah. Right. And the new Melrose Place and all that stuff. But, yeah, but all that was. Uh, what was that, Kylan? I would say, but uh, those shows didn't come until like maybe it was season four or five of um, Smallville. I mean, at that yeah. point, like when when WB first started, you had Dawson's Creek. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. There was Dawson's Creek. There and was. I, and actually, I, w- I, w- I will say it was not the first um, non-female related show. No. Well, there's Buffy, but that Angel. actually no, was no, made no. for both. No. Birds of Prey. Angel. Oh, okay. Birds, and of birds of prey. prey. Yeah. Birds of prey. Angel but, was on at that point also. Sadly, birds of prey fell into that category. Yeah. Smallville was the first one to break that. But if you look at Freeform this se- this season, they actually took a try at um, action, and I thought they hit it out of the park with um, Shadowhunters. Yeah, I never watched it. So Vicky Vicky loves the books, the Mortal Instruments books, and the Infernal Devices. I think it is is the other, no the Clockwork something. But um, she loves those books, and the um, according to her, the TV series was perfect. So okay. well. 
how about this? Let's start off with, um, obviously, we have Age of Shield. Well, let's start off like with y'all's top show from the CW, Warner Brothers DC panel, for comparison. Okay. Uh, we're we're going to go um, Age of Shield after dark, a sexy new star, naked, and hashtag side boob. This is the title of the article, folks. So I know it's not okay. Disney-friendly, but um, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s cast have been encouraged to embrace their new later time and um, with a new directive that uh, the new tagline, so to speak, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. After Dark. See, they keep listening to us over on Weeby Geeks when you guys from Geekwatch 1 are on mm-hmm. with the After Dark. Um, there, there, there was a cool little video, video about this. They're talking about, um, well, first off, they said, you know, coming out of the season three finale, who's the, who's Shield's new director? And a lot of the cast voted for May. Um, but they said they still really don't know. And then from there, it was nothing about sex talk, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> born, out, born out of ABC's dramas, new Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern time slot. Um, you know, they they kind of get into, well, we could be a little more edgy, a little more um, risque with the show. And I, I think that might, they're embracing it. They're not looking at it as a death slot. They're taking it as we can, we can now do something a little bit more and get closer to that movie level with the edge. That's okay. true. They, they actually get closer to the way. I mean, if you if you if you go back and you look at some of the stuff from uh, Nick Fury, Agent Agent Shield, uh, from the sixties. Oh, the Stranko era. Yeah, the the, the Stranko era. Like some of that stuff, really. When you go back and you look at it, eh, I, I I know back then comic books were kind of were more or less meant for kids, but there's a lot of subtext going on. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. We, we saw some of it briefly, you know, with May and Ward, you know, in mm-hmm. season one, and the uh, the illusion of it with Sky and Le- and Lincoln or Daisy and Lincoln a little bit. I mean, and and even when she was Sky and her uh, once with Ward, yeah, and we saw a little bit of the tension with uh, Fitz and Simmons, but a lot of the stuff was alluded to mm-hmm. because of the time slot. Now, right. now we could get more of that. Yeah, and maybe maybe we could push it a little more. Um, I don't think it's going to hurt the show if no, it's done no, right. No, and if they and if they if they take inspiration from the Storenko era of Shield and Nick Fury, uh, I think the show could get really fun. It really could. Yeah, but if they take it a little bit too far, they may end up getting like the rest of ABC's 10 p.m. shows. Well, hopefully, I'd- hopefully there won't be a death slot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, if it, if it starts being like the rest of the uh, the rest of the ABC shows, then that dem- the demographic that's keeping those shows popular would come over to Agents of Shield. They were guaranteed another season. <laughs> that may be the way to get it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunately, so so on the DC side, what would be the I, top show that you you know between Flash? Legends of Tomorrow, Tomorrow, uh, Supergirl, uh, and Arrow. Which one do you guys think brought the the biggest bang to the show? Mine, I think. What do you think? Vernon Legends. I would say Legends that brought the biggest bang. Yeah, I actually Probably have the uh, article here from um, Newsarama. The Justice Society lineup, Legion of Doom, both revealed for Legends of Tomorrow season two. See, I'm kind of excited about Legends that. Legends of Tomorrow, huh? Kind of excited about that. I mean, I oh, do yeah, watch. This is going to be awesome. I mean, yeah, this is a Marvel show, but yes, I do watch. Um, um, 
comic book shows, superhero shows, I'm gonna watch it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I watch all the Marvel stuff. Yeah. So, just because we report on one side doesn't mean we don't take care take care of both. Right. True. Right. True. Superheroes are superheroes, and that's one thing DC has come to bat with superheroes on TV. Yeah. True. So, but it says the Legends of Tomorrow on CW will be growing by leaps and bounds in the fall of 2017, as both lineups for the Justice Society and the Legion of Doom have been revealed at Comic Con. The Justice Society will be comprised of Our Man, Vixen, which is actually a previous Vixen, not the one we already know. Right. Um, we've already Citizen seen Our Steel. Man. Yeah, we've seen Our Man, um, Dissin Steel, Obsidian, Star Girl, and Doctor Midnight. Now, um, oh, in the comics, Obsidian yeah. is actually Doctor Midnight and um, Green. Lantern's kid. So I'm not sure if they're going to keep that going here or not. Um, they have not yet cast Obsidian, Stargirl, or Dr. Midnight. Okay. Okay, wait, wait. I thought so, Dr. Midnight was a was a man. Uh, it depends on, it's probably, it depends on which incarnation. You got to remember with 75 years of history, yeah. all these characters have been like six different people. True. So. I, I was actually, kinda, no, we're going on 80. We're almost just, at 80 years for DC. Yeah. I, I think I was, what, next year? Possibly yeah. for Superman, yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping we would see, um, Dr. Fate? I was I was too. I was hoping so too. There's a chance. I'm thinking if anything we'll get a one off with Dr. Fate in there as a guest star. But um then in the, also for season two we have the antig- anta- the antagonist for the TV. The um first ever team of superheroes would be TV's uh wait a minute. Yeah. Would be TV's first ever team of supervillains. Recruited from the ranks of Arrow and Flash, his deadliest adversaries, the Legion of Doom is um going to be Ebard Thawne. The Matt Lester Lester version, not the um, Tom Cavanaugh. Damian Dark, Captain Cold, and Malcolm Merlin. And being Legends is a time show, they just could have pulled them out of any part of the time stream. Right. <laughs> I, I want to see the base in the swamp. Yeah. Well, I want to see... They need to go and get Grodd in this. Yeah. And I think they need to pull in uh, Grandi as well. <laughs> yeah. They've they've teased him in the episode of Arrow, but that's all we've seen of him. <clears throat> that's what I was yeah. gonna say. We haven't seen too much from Grundy. No, so. I I also too wouldn't mind since they've already teased Bloodhaven. Yes, and it's or, part of the, yeah. it's part of the the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead and bring Scarecrow to the to this as well, since he was Ooh. part of the cartoon. That could be fun. Yes, yeah. I, with it, Oliver it, Queen, that would be really good too. It, it, the DC superpower powers of listeners, if you don't know, because if you don't listen to Mighty Marvel Geeks, I I get these bursts where it ends up with a mic drop type. Um, Mike, are you saying you dropped the mic? <laughs> I, I tend to on a lot of stuff. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll put out little blurbs like I just hit Scarecrow. And it's like, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. yep, drop mic, walk away <laughs> type deal. Where it's like so that it flash like, of brilliance. Yeah. But it looks like Legends is going to be phenomenal this year now that they got actually a full season. Yeah. I think they have the 22 episodes just like the other ones. Well, I we we talked over on uh, Weeby Geeks, the Ge- Weeby Geeks Geek Watch 1 episode of wanting to see Trickster as part of this oh, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it's for two or three episodes story arc. And if that's the case, yeah, he, I want I want to see Toy Master as well. Yeah. Well, Toy Man is, has been, was on Supergirl this season. Yeah. So, and Supergirl is being moved into the D, the DC Flareverse. I want to say Toy Man was, through wasn't, wasn't Toy Man in the original Flash as well when John was no, the ship. No, Trickster was their Toy Man. I thought there was Toy Man as well. 
I don't think so. I don't know. He may Wait, have been in there off was, at some there point. There was a toy man. I thought there was a toy man in season one. Uh, there was only one season. Yeah, no, no. Series. Trickster was in the um, oh, original yeah. Flash TV series. Yeah. Mark Hamill was Trickster. Right. That's right. That's right. Right, but I thought there, I thought there was a uh, toy man as well. I don't know. I don't think so. I'll look it up. So. Go, go, Google. <laughs> um, I mean, you're... For us from Comic Con, um, it was mentioned damage control is still happening. Mm-hmm. Just never said when. Mm-hmm. Um, Agent Carter will not be going to Netflix, uh, right? Which is disappointing to a lot of people. I mean, with with the petitions and everything, it looked like it was going to happen, but they said, "Yeah, it's just not going to fit in because they want original content that's not original anymore. This has already been done, right?" But yeah, yeah I turn around and say, uh, "Hello, Arrested Development." Uh, Fuller House. Thank you. Um, Gilmore Girls. Yeah, it's coming back. See? I, I don't I don't see why you can't do it. Yeah, it looks like Toy Man's only been on live action three times. It's Lois and Clark, Smallville, and Supergirl, according who, to Wiki. Now, who am I thinking of? It's got to be the Trickster. No, it's not Trickster. Uh, yeah, me... So, um, we really didn't have anything else TV-wise in the Marvel side, did we? Kyle? Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, mm, no, because, uh, well, you know, outside of them coming out with, uh, I guess, what the, what's that? I don't know if that was Comic-Con, though, uh, what was going to come out, how, how things were going to come out for Netflix series as far as with Luke Cage and Iron Fist and uh, season three of right. Daredevil, season two of Jessica Jones, and season one of uh, Punisher. We had, about the Punisher. We have Prank, who is uh, Zoe Clark, owner oh, of Clark the, Toys. The, uh, the, the, the series that's going to be on uh, Fox, uh, the mutant series. Legion? Legion. We had Legion. Are you guys still doing Legion for um, X-Men? Yeah, we are. Oh. Well, Marvel's not flat. Uh, Foxes. Foxes. Yeah, I think that's is that the one they're doing? They're doing the co uh, uh, Marvel and uh, Fox on that one. Yeah, uh, Marvel's involved slightly, but it's more more um, what you might call it advisory. Yes, because that that's not the same series that Fox and uh, Marvel is working together on. That's a separate X property uh, that we did we did a story about that last week. This week, yeah. But that's going to be that's a separate property. This right here is uh, looks. I believe it's going to be FX. I think it's going to be FX. I think uh, so. Yeah. And uh, and then that's going to be early 2017. Yeah. But I mean, if we go along with Netflix, Luke Cage, that trailer is absolutely oh, that phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Oh. Yeah, that actually was. I, I all the Netflix trailers that they did were really cool. I, I think the only thing to me, the only thing on the DC side of things that comes close to the Luke Cage would be the Flash trailer. I was gonna say Flash trailer, yeah. and I thought Legends brought it pretty good, but Flash because of Wally. Yeah, yeah, and it's not the same Wally West that we already know. And it, um, is. it could be. It's. The trailer. The impression I got from the trailer was it, it's it's not the Wally West from oh. from the universe Barry from quote unquote Earth One. Ah, no, no, yeah. this is the Wally West from the TV series. So it's Iris's brother, right? But I believe he's supposed to be an amalgam of the new and the original Wally West, right? But it's it's again what I'm saying is it's not from the Earth One universe. It's something no, that was created right. from the Flashpoint that's now in the Flashpoint universe. 
Yeah. And, yeah, because they, he's only supposed to be, I think, in the first couple episodes as Kid Flash, but doesn't mean we won't actually get him to become Kid Flash later on, hopefully, I, fingers crossed. I, I hope, because the costume looks great. I love the I yellow top and the red pants. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, the only thing I was ashamed we didn't get from, from last season near the end was Jesse Quick. Yeah, same here. We will. Although, she showcased the powers more than what Wally did, so I did let us know she's got something going on. So, um... Iron Fist, amazing trailer uh, for what, considering they haven't gone that far with production. To, yeah. Um, to me, that it felt like what they did with Justice League. Yeah. And of course, you know, it, it has been leaked on how Aquaman joins the Justice League. Oh. <laughs> okay. Batman questions him, what's your mother's name? He goes, Aquamartha. Uh, Welcome yes. to the Justice League. <laughs> I saw that tonight. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League. My, my my mom's name is Martha. No, that'd be Batman, not Justice League. <laughs> well, you got Clark's name. Clark's mom was Martha. Batman, Martha. Aquaman, now Martha. Flash, Martha. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Martha. <laughs> Cyborg, Martha. Joker, Martha. Where else would we go? That's one thing interesting. In the entire history, they've never Announced stuck that. to any one origin for Joker. Every time they tell it, it's a totally different story. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he knows his origin. That's why there's supposed to be three Jokers. Well, I DC put out a, a collection of Batman stories. It was the old original stories going back to like Detective Comics. You know, first appearance of Detective Comics and collect, it was like Batman's greatest stories. Yeah, and in it has an origin of Joker, and it's with the the red helmet. The red, yeah, and something happens, well, and, it, and you know he falls into the vat of acid or chemicals and becomes Joker. That's when using the killing joke, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, under the red hood. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, TV side, I mean, is there anything on y- on y'all's end that really comes um, out besides Legends? I mean, I was a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed with Arrow. Arrow did catch. I liked Arrow series because it showed us a little bit more of what the team was going to be composed of exactly. Yeah, the new team Arrow looks interesting. Yeah, um, I like that part. Um, they didn't really. Sh- I thought it fell a little flat. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't put the whole part of the, of the whole trailer like that up there, but that part did excite me for the next season. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed with all the CW trailers. It seemed like um, half of that they may have given you a two or three minute trailer, but at least half of it was scenes from this season, from this past season. Right. Uh, Flash didn't seem like there was a there lot was... from this season that from this past season. I, yeah. The, well, that they most of these it. shows, most of these shows, they've only filmed the first episode or maybe the first two episodes. Right. See, I don't, I don't remember the whole um, Ramon thing being... Um, no, that's all new. No, that that's Cisco new. Ramon. That's all part of yeah, Flash. Cisco. Cisco Corp or whatever it's called. Ramon Corp. See, to me, a lot, of, a lot of the Flash trailer looked like it was new because I think they started filming a little sooner than, than Arrow has. Yeah. More of it was newer than Arrow. Yeah. But I mean, basically, it, it's still only the um, stuff from the first one or two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Just the Flashpoint part. And so, it looks like Flashpoint's not going to go as long as people are thinking. It's only going to be maybe three, four, maybe five episodes of the most yeah, before they go back. Yeah. about three, honestly. Five, I, I see five as being a max. Yeah. <laughs> that gives them a chance to get right up to about Thanksgiving and then take 
Thanksgiving break, come back and launch. Oh, yeah. They do that. Launch new. Yeah, usually the crossover is either ninth or tenth episode. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how things, how this all affects Arrow and if that does it bleed over to Legends uh, also. R- rumor has yeah. it with Arrow, Thomas Wayne as Batman. Yeah, they've not confirmed anything, but I've heard that one too. I haven't even heard that one. I know San Diego hasn't confirmed. They didn't confirm anything at San Diego, but yeah, rumor's been out there. But hmm. they didn't deny it either, so. There's been no denial. Yeah. Hmm. So. Um, one thing we do know is um, Laurel Lance is actually coming back. Katie Cassidy is coming back, and she's got a contract that her um, role is the same where um, as John Barrowman and Wentworth Millard, where she's actually being used for the entire season, but across all the shows. So she won't be right. on any one specific show. She'll be able to bounce around wherever. That'll be cool. Good. So, so. that's pro- more than likely that's one of the um, Flashpoint changes. Okay. Maybe she, maybe she won't need her um, collar either. She just... Yeah, hopefully she'll powers. actually have the um, powers the way they did with Black Siren, or Dark right. Siren, or whatever they called her. See, there, there, was, there was that, was it season two, season three, where she goes to meet Lantern, or Lantern, goes to meet Arrow somewhere, and the villain traps her, has her down on the floor, and she's like, I'm like, oh, just scream already. Launch the ability and it fell flat. I'm like, okay, I'm disappointed now. Well, that that was before they had not brought metahumans into anything yet. Right. That was yeah. flash. There was no metahumans. But they, but they could have at that point. Yeah, they yeah, could I, have. Yeah, it's, that that was something I was uh, complaining about for the Arrow. Uh, what season was that? Two? I think there was when they didn't use oh, metahumans. I want to say two. Something like that. Yeah, they just didn't want to take a chance on it. They thought people wouldn't like it. Then Flash came. I was like, oh, we can do that. It's like, yeah, you guys should just took a chance on it. So. Well, on Geekwatch One, I've talked about this. How um the thing is. Is when Arrow first came in, the only thing superhero wise that they knew that actually had worked was Smallville. Oh, okay. But they didn't. When well, I'm talking on TV, it was basically Smallville's the only thing they had. So um, the producers were like, okay, well, we'll give you a shot with a superhero show, but they didn't want an actual superhero show. That's why it was so dark and gritty and it was all realistic. Till finally, the, once the ratings were there enough, they could start taking some chances. Then when they Let's introduced see. Barry and it went through the roof, they're like, oh, well, maybe we can do superpowers. Yeah. Everything they've done, they've had to build on something else to prove that they can do it. That's yeah. why but, Super or Supergirl and Flash have been able to come in and Legends of Tomorrow and actually just go awesome off the deep end with superpowers. But you know the thing. The thing is, like I think because well, season one was a mix of the Mike Grell run of a uh, yeah. Green Arrow and right. also right. Green Arrow Year One. So yeah, uh, which uh, which is grittier and it was more you know, a more grounded series. And I think you almost had to do that because it's like what we said with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, come in with superheroes right at the very beginning, it would have been, it, it wouldn't have lasted a season. Right. Because uh, people gotten what they wanted right off the bat and then they would have been done. Right. You, you mm-hmm. had to kind of build it up. Build it up. See, and the, I think that's what you had to do with uh, with the uh, reason why Arrow stuck around was you kind of <laughs> had to build up and say, okay, are you guys going to handle superpowers or you are? Okay, good. The, the thing with Arrow that I um, I wish they would just hurry up and get into more again. Mm-hmm. I want more of the longbow hunters feel. Yes. Yeah, they they touched and, on it briefly with the island stuff. Yeah, um, and, and see that's that that's Mike Grell. That, that, right. that was all Mike Grell. And it's like um, the thing was, but one, and, once they once they hit Japan with the whole katana and all that, and like okay, yeah. you, you lost it. Yeah, and, and I, I want to well, see more. I want to see more of the modern day longbow hunters on how it affects the modern day time period with the team. Right. Well, the major change for this season is they said they are going back to a much um, grittier. They're not. This season's not going to be all about. Magic. 
tragic. They actually have, he's a um, drug kingpin or something, is actually the major villain. And the flashbacks in this season are all the um, Russia Bratva stuff. Right. Well, you, you, so they're you, going back to more of the first season feel. You, you, you know why they, they stopped the killing. It was because of Neil Adams. I, okay. Neil Adams said, Arrow doesn't kill. Uh, He's one of the few superheroes in Green in DC that DC does once does, in a while. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't Mike, choose to do it. He does it when he has no choice, but choice he will cross that line if needed. Exactly. But like at the time, like Neil, Ad- when they came to Neil Adams asking for influence, they're going from when he wrote the series, and he's still, you know, he was or was involved with the series, and he's old school enough. You know, it was still more the trick arrows. Yeah, and right. we saw that briefly in the, in one of the Wildcat episodes. Yeah, we with got the box, uh, boxing glove. Um, but it's like, no, that was the one difference between Batman and, and Green Arrow. Green Arrow exactly. has no Thank issue you, yeah. killing. Exactly. Actually, that's another one. Go back to Legends. It'd be sweet. Bring in, um, bring Wildcat back for the society. Yeah. All the yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they need to make. Hmm. We never did get a definitive whether or not he died. No, you know what I mean? That, that's he was in that one it. battle, and then that was the end of it. Right. We never actually saw a body or anything. Right. That'd be pretty cool. Cause they have, they can do that. But on, on Shield, I want to see Deathlock come back. Yeah. Yeah. He he, he needs to come back. And I, I I still say director is Shannon Carter. She leaves the FBI to pick up where... I thought she was CIA. Or, yeah, she know. was CIA. Yeah, she's the, it don't matter either way. Pick up where her where aunt, where her pet, where Peggy Carter left off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she becomes the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. The, actress already, the actress already has TV presence. TV is known to the TV audience from the show Revenge. Yeah. I think it would just be a great choice. If they set it up right, I mean, they've already um, couldn't go this way now, but it would have been sweet if um, Steve actually would talk her into it. You have Captain America talk her yeah. into um, well, going to S.H.I.E.L.D. There's nothing that says that if she does become director that, well, how would you become? Well, Steve kind of talked me into it. Exactly. Before he went into hiding. Yeah, Steve told me that how my, um, who was it, her aunt, her grandma? No, it was her aunt. It was her aunt. Right? Yep. Yeah, Steve told me the stories about how my aunt um, helped or started this organization, you know? Something to that effect. Yeah. Well, she, we see her in Civil War, you know, as a member yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D., at the time, because she, you know, she's helping keep an, keep an eye and protect Steve. And then we see her near the end in the control room now taking over. So uh, it's just after Civil War when S.H.I.E.L.D. disbanded, she went CIA. So uh, let's move over to movie news. Uh, on our end, the big announcement, which we kind of alluded to last week, Brie Larson is Captain Marvel. Yeah. And we're not talking happened. Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people might what say Captain Marvel. Which CNN, apparently, when they posted the story, they said Shazam. We're like, uh, no. No. Uh, that's no. only because DC decided to give up the fight. I think didn't they win that fight they that did. they were allowed to use Captain Marvel and they just yeah. let it go? Yeah, yeah. They said we'll just use yeah. Shazam now. You guys just since just about any superhero um, fan knows that the original Shazam was around a lot longer than Captain Marvel in Marvel Comics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the announcement was made during the Hall H panel um, on Saturday, and shortly after, Larson herself tweeted, "Call me Captain Marvel," as she's wearing a Marvel Studios hat, which I want one of those hats. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, um, Larson has been rumored for the part since the since June, um, and she will mark the first female lead for Marvel in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't. It wasn't always clear that the film would center on a female iteration of Captain Marvel, uh, who happens to be Carol Danvers, a Air Force officer who acquires superpowers. Um, but then in 2014, Kevin Feige, Marvel Studios president, put speculation to rest that I want to make it clear: this hero's name is Carol Danvers. Uh, this movie will be coming out as part of Phase Three and is currently set to debut in March 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm one thing I'm hoping from that we can get a uh, Captain Marvel be as popular with the fans as Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know this Black Widow thing. It's like mm, you guys got Captain Marvel. <laughs> right. She, she well, seems like a better fit. I don't. I think if they gave Scarlett Johansson a uh, a widow movie standalone prior to, mm-hmm. it, it would have made the Captain Marvel movie a lot easier to commit to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of, instead of stretching it out, but right. Yeah. So um, main female lead. Yeah, I will say the Wonder Woman trailer was extremely impressive. Oh, yes, man. that was the best trailer I think from all of DC, in my opinion. For me, was the yeah, that one was that awesome. It. And it's going to be a great movie. And it, 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 it took it so long out. for them to make it, but I'm happy it's finally here. It even knocks out all the trailers from last year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, from DC. Yeah. Um, I, I think right now between Man of Steel, between um, Batman versus Superman. Flop of justice. Um, <laughs> between, <laughs> well, if the ultimate edition was the actual theatrical edition, it would probably made more money. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I still can't, um, I'm still waiting to see that. But the, I haven't got the DVD yet. The uh, oh, okay. I think that I think the catch is though. They should have done Wonder Woman sooner. Uh, oh, yeah. Geeks, oh, yeah. The geeks were ready for it. It's the studios yeah. weren't. Right. Exactly. Well, well that's, that's the problem DC has all the way across, is you're dealing with Warner Bros. Studios. Yeah, well, they're just dealing with Hollywood, because yeah. tell me the last true Hollywood hero lead film. Uh, my ex is a superhero. Last female superhero? Was it, was it, huh? I see what you're saying. I mean, I can't, I can't remember the actual name of the movie. I want to say uh, Elizabeth Hurley's oh, in it. Right? It's my super oh, ex-girlfriend or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, my super ex girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When she throws a shark at him or something. Yeah. Hey, and, hey, and, they they got all bold and made Catwoman. <laughs> oh God. Uh, they made what? <laughs> Kitty litter. Catwoman. Yeah. Kitty, Kitty litter. <laughs> oh. I I'm a DC Comics fan through and through. I actually enjoyed Steel, but I've still never seen Catwoman. Catwoman was made to appease Sharon Stone for not casting her as the as Catwoman in the bat in the Michael Keaton film. Well, that's yeah. the case. Then we don't say we had Chris O'Donnell too, but um, that, that's with Halle Berry as well. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, and it yeah. had nothing to do with the Catwoman character. Hollywood. I've yeah. seen parts of it. <laughs> no, that's just I, Warner Brothers in general. If you actually, there's stories like that coming out of Warner Brothers all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I keep going back to. They tried to do something like that with Superman too, with that character. Yeah. yeah, I keep going back to Kevin Smith's story about Superman and why he walked away from Superman. Yep, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> well, no, it was. Um, I guess supposedly he was. They were ready to go to. Um, they were. He was kept rewriting the script, rewriting the script. One of the executives at Warner Brothers, sitting around the t- boardroom table, wanted to see a giant spider in the third act. Yeah. of a Superman movie, and wow, they, wow, he wouldn't yes. let it go. Eventually, Kevin Smith said. I'm done and walked away. The next summer we get Wild Wild West. Yep. Yep. 
That's terrible. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're making a movie off of. That's just bad. But I will tell you, there was one comic book movie that was done right. Which one? Yeah. You walked right into that one. I know. I, I remembered as soon as I said it. <laughs> Sorry, Kylan. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it's just a matter of how he's going to fit it in there. I, I, was, I was just waiting. I like that movie, though. First superhero <laughs> movie. It was the first comic book movie from our generation. Well, actually, no. Yeah. Superman was. Yeah, Superman was. Yeah. Superman. But it was Marvel's very first movie. That's true. Yes. That's true. Well, this uh, theatrical movie. It was, it was their very first theatrical movie. Yeah. Because they had now, movies before that. If you go to Captain America, Doctor Strange. You guys want copies of those? <laughs> no. I'm good. <laughs> I have the Doctor Strange. I have both of the Captain America TV. What was that? I remember movie? seeing the Captain America movies. I think with, with the plexiglass shield. Yes. Oh, I yes. think Red Brown is on uh, is doing the uh, con circuit now too. Is he? Yeah. If we're Why lucky, not? if we're lucky, he has the uh, the cap uniform too. Oh, <laughs> with the bike helmet. Yeah, with the bike helmet. Yeah, and like, the one from the second movie with the raised wings. Hey, you know, we, maybe, we, uh, we need to see about getting him on the show band. and going and just go. What were you thinking? Not at all. <laughs> him him, and uh, what's the guy's name? The guy that was in the Captain America movie from the 90s. Oh, with the horrible Red Skull. Yeah. I think I had that uh, movie as well. Yeah, and we, <laughs> and the, we, you know, was that really? Yeah, but the worst is that Doctor Strange movie from 77. Ooh, which is available on Netflix. Not, not Netflix, it's actually on YouTube if you want to watch the whole thing. Oh, man. Yeah. I want to put myself through that. I'm going to do it at some point. There, 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 there might be one thing that might be slightly better than that Doctor Strange movie. Better? I said slightly better. And that would be the alleged Channing Tatum Gambit movie. <laughs> but that's not going to see the light of day. That, uh, no. Because uh, well, only Fox would think of that. That's the sad thing. Hey, if you're looking for a Marvel character for Channing Tatum, remember, he did play Duke, and du- and uh, Marvel used to put out G.I. Joe, didn't uh, they? Yes. Yeah, they but his IDW owns it now, thank God. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no Chain Tatum for superhero. No, no. If you want Channing Tatum to play a Marvel character, Wait for Hugh Jackman to take a dump in the bathroom. Oh. And there you have it. Mutant poop. <laughs> you know, Perfect I just thought character for Channing Tatum. I thought a good a character you could actually probably portray pretty good if they did the interpretation right. Who? Wonder Man. No. No. I don't think so. No. Actually, uh, the rumor I, is that. Uh, oh, uh, I wouldn't. Galaxy? Huh? I said for Guardians of the Galaxy. I heard he was going to be in there. Possibly. Well, th- yeah, th- there's there's rumor that uh, Nathan Fillion mm-hmm. maybe playing maybe playing him. So I would not I would not wish on the character Dupe Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he could play Kang. Okay. Yeah, you could be Kang, you know, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't see anything because it's all uh, robot and armor and, you know. Yeah, that or you have him do MODOK. Have him play him. No. He's all CG. He doesn't have to talk a lot. He just does things like, yeah, just shh, shh, don't, don't, don't talk. So, so um, <laughs> where else do we go movie-wise between the, the two companies? Um, uh, well, we have some, DC oh, yeah. made some announcements about some animated movies for the next year. They, yeah, made, we they have, have three new movies coming next year. One of them is uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, two of these are going to be awesome, yeah. Uh, He's reprising his role as Constantine in the uh, new um, Just Lee Dark movie. I heard about that. 
See, yeah, I never it, read the series, but the the shows got the shows got me interested. Yeah, um, I never, I don't own them, but I did read some of Justice League Dark. They basically what they had at that time. They were um, the new Fifty Two's Justice League and the little bit darker, grittier version of that. Okay. Uh, what did the other two animated? Um, they have well, Justice League Dark. Then they're bringing you'll you'll enjoy this one, Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. Oh yes, oh, yes. See, that, was one the, that was one of the best storylines. And of course, Thank they kind of they kind of wrapped um Justice uh Judas Contract with that one off uh trade paperback they did um where it was like twenty years later they team up to to write the the final book. Uh, okay. Was it the game? Or the or in game in game and that was brilliant too yeah I would love to see that as a follow up well from what I've heard heard about um how people I've didn't chance to see it yet because for some reason all of Warner Brothers movies are putting out digital at least a week ahead of time so I've not seen the Killing Joke yet <laughs> but from what I've heard about that and even with the added stuff most people have enjoyed that really love that movie the Judas Contract is yeah. going to be awesome yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed it uh, some people has to complain over one thing about that but uh well Killing Killing Joke from what I've heard everything that is related to the actual book yes is dead on yes. and they and Hamill and Conroy I guess did their Took best to try place. to keep it as true to the book as possible yeah it's the, the stuff before you hit the actual killing joke right. first page essentially right. uh, yeah, is where people 30, are having issues right it's about 20 30 minutes of uh, a prequel yeah before we got what happened in the killing joke well, the last one they have is actually back in the Batman universe. Bruce Tim, this is an original Bruce Tim story for this one. It's Batman and Harley Quinn. That's interesting. Because one Bruce yeah. Tim's working for Marvel now. No, I'm sorry. That's that's Dini. Paul Dini. Oh, you scared me. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking, how's he doing that? Well, I'm get- kind of <laughs> hoping that this actually goes back to the style of the old Batman animated series, and they actually do that Batman and Harley. Yeah, that's the only. That Harley would be interesting. See, I don't, I don't know if they would do it without Dini. Involved in that, right. yeah. I don't know because Dini, Dini was a big part of that series. Yeah. Well, I was saying they kind of, they did that to him to me with the Arkham uh, video game series. He worked on both uh, the first and second game and third one. They cut him out, so I was like, so well, he, he, so he was already over at Marvel at that point. That's what. Okay, that's why. Yeah. So, well, um, the, the only other movie news was um, we've not talked about Justice League the trailer yet, and that was the second biggest thing to come from the DC movie trailer, in my opinion. I I kind of enjoyed it, and it, this was a teaser yeah. trailer. I'm not gonna say it's the full out trailer, either. right? Right. Yeah. Now I know Suicide Squad had a their final trailer. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, which I'm excited for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I I may be excited for Justice League. Uh, I know I'm excited for Wonder Woman, partially because it's my daughter, one of my daughter's favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay. and that's going to be her first superhero film in the theaters. Right, yeah. she'll awesome. she'll be about the right age, right maturity. And I'm like, if you're gonna if she's gonna see it, she's gonna see her favorite character first. And yeah, that's right. perfect time. That, that, that's <laughs> the only that's the only way to do it. And well, I, I can't wait to see her expression. Her if if I get the same feel from her like I did with her from Star Wars or Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, she'll be hooked and I, and yeah. I won't I won't be able to stop it. And I, and I can't wait. <laughs> Got so. With Justice League, the one thing I'm really liking is um, it's similar to what we were talking about with Rebirth with Vernon and I that um, the character of Batman that they're showing in the trailer there. Yeah. I'm liking this Batman where he can't, he's dark where he has to be dark, but he doesn't live always in the dark place. Darkness. Yeah. And that's yeah. what exactly 
exactly what we're getting out of Rebirth. It's like they're working on that together to construct a perfect it's, Batman. It's, it's like they're they're keeping the Dark Knight feel a little bit, but they're throwing in um, animated the animated series. series Batman. The animated a little bit, and I want to say from the comics, um, it was the one series I read in the early 2000s. Uh, was it Batman Legends of the Dark Knight? Okay. I've that series. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was almost like a throwback to to the old eighties Batman. I see. Okay. Yeah. I got fill and grit. Fill and grit. Uh, it, it had the feel and, and grittiness of, of the eighties. Yeah, I'm. I told Vernon that's one of the biggest surprises for me out of new out of um the rebirth is Batman. Superman. Okay. I knew what we were getting because we were told it's right. the original Superman from like the nineties and before. Yeah. Right. So we knew no, he was we... going to be there, but and I didn't him... realize the changes to Batman. Right. Yeah, and once we got it with him, it was like yes, the, and. Um, they also brought back some of Wonder Woman's old personality, too. Yeah. Now, Kylan, why don't you fill us in on uh, the Black Panther news from yeah. Marvel oh, yes. side? I, I haven't heard too much about that. Well, actually, uh, the the well, you know, we got to see some of the cast uh, that that's been uh, set for the movie. But the big, big news is that we have Denai uh, Korea, what's her name, uh, joining um, the cast, and she is Michonne from uh, The Walking Dead, oh, yeah. and so she will be playing the 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 the, the, the leader, commanding officer. Of the Royal Guard of of uh, Wakanda, uh, and so and, and and in Wakandan tradition, the Royal Guard is a elite force of female warriors. Okay, and so uh, and so the when when you when you, when they when they were I, I I can't honestly I could not think of a more perfect casting uh, than deny for this, uh, and it, I'm already excited about the movie already, you know. But then um, knowing that we're seeing Black Panther, knowing that we're seeing Wakanda, uh, especially you know what we got from the uh, the a uh, little bit of the uh, clip at the end of. Civil, Civil War. War. So right. knowing that we're get, knowing that we're getting Wakanda, I was jazzed. And I was already there, you know. But now knowing that uh, we're getting now now knowing that we're that we're going to be seeing, uh, we're pretty much guaranteed that we're going to be seeing some serious action uh, in this movie. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm super excited right now right. for this. Well. Um- non-San Diego Comic-Con news-related. This is breaking. Um, According to Deadline, the third Avengers movie is going to be called Infinity Infinity War. And the fourth film at the Hmm. moment has been tentatively named Untitled Avengers. While it won't be called Part 2, it will conclude the arc that begins in Infinity War. That sounds okay. familiar. All right. That, okay. That's basically what they did with Justice League. They didn't... They it's like the first one Justice was... Part 2. Part 1 and Part 2. Then they said, yeah, we're not going to do the Part 2. It's just going to call us Justice League. But it's going to be a continuation yeah. for the next Justice League. So, yeah. I don't know. Either or would have worked, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, so there we have it. Um, well, at this point in time, uh, it can only mean one thing. That's the picks of the week. Um, we, I just want to thank the Shazbots for allowing us the use of the song Comic Book Shop. Uh, check it out on iTunes uh, and get your copy of it today. 
Um, because of having a DC podcast on with us, we're going we're gonna to do something a little different this week. Um, we're going to pick t- two books each from Marvel, and Ken and Vernon are going to give us two books each from the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are still going to do our Marvel Unlimited pick. And uh, do you guys have a DC Unlimited pick? Oh, wait. There is no DC Unlimited. Oh. Thank you, Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing I could think of is, would there be a pick from Comicology Past that y'all might have? I don't know. I'd have to look. Well, when, before we get to it, I'll figure, I'll f- pull something out. Oh, I got one. Actually, it's a freebie, too. So it's just like an Unlimited Marvel uh-huh. Unlimited pick. So, well, I'll tell you what. Since um, you guys are guests of the show... Kylan, why don't you start off first? <laughs> sure. All right, so my first pick is uh, Daredevil Annual Number 1. Uh, the writers are Charles Soule and Roger McKenzie. Penciler and cover artist is Vanessa Del Rey. And I believe that the uh, intern got paid by the word for this one. Do you hear that? It sounds like an echo. And that's that. <laughs> okay. Um, Vernon, how about your first pick? And my first pick is uh, Suicide Squad Rebirth. Uh, I have seen it. I got a, a chance to actually get a preview of it f- from DC. Oh, what an amazing book. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> and this one's uh, doing more with the movie. Um, yeah. Soldier, War Hero, Traitor, Rick Flag, and my computer screen went to move as I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Rick Flagg was one of America's greatest military commanders before he was um, banished to secret military prison. But after years of isolation, Flagg's life changed forever. When women called Amanda Waller, when a woman called Amanda Waller offers him redemption in exchange for taking a single most dangerous job in the entire DC universe, keeping the Suicide Squad alive. Awesome. Yeah. Wait, wait till you get a chance to actually see the book. It's amazing. It's well done. I, I Super can't well wait. Done. Is this one that you think one of the better uh, Suicide Squad series? Might be because uh, New I think so. kind of fell off on some parts. Um, to me, I kind of I, I, I like the Suicide Squad from when it was first introduced. Right before before the New Fifty Two. Yeah, um, I can agree with that. What they did after the New Fifty Two when they kind of did that second reboot. Yeah. See, up to then that, that one was, that one was okay. See. I was a little bit in between on that one. I liked the I, beginning a little better. It was okay. I mean, if it was a single one-off issue, I, I would consider yeah, it. I see. Um, but if it was an actual... Um, series run? Series, yeah. Um, now, what they did last year around April with it, April, May, I, I enjoyed that. The new I, Suicide Squad? Yeah, when Frank Thierry was on, wrote... Oh, what was that crossover event? It was the two-parter, you know, where each book had the, the two parts. For Squad? No, the whole DC universe. Oh, um, what was wow. that event? What was that event they did last spring? Spring of fifteen. Oh, um, was that Convergence? Yes, the oh, Convergent, okay. the Convergent Suicide Squad with Frank Thierry was amazing. Okay. It was absolutely amazing. Okay, would this, would, so would Rebirth one to you maybe become something close to that? No, I don't think it's close to the Convergence. I think it, it's it's closer to the uh, pre Original. pre uh, New Fifty Two. Oh, okay, sort of what they, they have- were uh, kind of sort of what they were going towards after the with that second reboot after New Fifty Two when they I were see. trying to reset things. Oh, okay. 
because yeah. of all so, the backlash of 52. Uh, uh, like me and Kim were discussing, Rochelle, Rebirth seems to be what the new 50 was and also what they, the pre-52 um, brought to the table as well. Yeah, so. well the, the way it was explained to me is uh, Rebirth, they're not saying, they're, they're, they're still keeping the continuity of the new 52. Right. Saying, yeah, this still exists, it's still part of canon, but were, but it was, it ended up being part of an alternate timeline. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, well, and they're correct, and they're trying to write the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what, the one thing that they're doing, um, they've said since the beginning, back in um, January and February when they announced Rebirth, um, that Dio and Lee were both, and Jeff Johns, all three, the one word they've kept saying that now that we're halfway through Rebirth, I totally agree, is legacy. They're bringing the yeah. legacy of these characters back that they lost with the new 52. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's what he talked about uh, on that special with Kevin Smith, is mm-hmm. they're going back to the legacy of the characters. Which, yeah. It, Which is it, sort it, of what he did. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it was sort of what he had done uh, with Ethan Van Skyver drawing uh, with Lantern Rebirth and Flash mm-hmm. Rebirth. Yeah. I was trying to get back to that legacy. Mm-hmm. Well, what the thing with Lantern, I can see, but Flash, they were still in that legacy because Wally has been part of the comics since the 60s. Right. And he's, right. He's been, he was Kid Flash as long as the Flash was around. Right. Yeah. So, so I was like, that's when I thought it was a natural progression. Just like the few times we've seen Dick Grayson put on the cowl as Batman. Right. It's a natural progression. Right. So, Ken, your first pick. My first pick, actually, I went digital. This is actually the print copy of um, DC Comics Bombshells number 16. Now, if any of you are familiar with the Bombshells line, Yes. Well, this mm-hmm. is DC Comics Bombshells number 16. Batwoman, Catwoman, Zatanna, Harley, and Ivy begin to link up to work together as a re- rebellion, sending coordinated sending a coordinated attacks across Germany and leading massive uprisings of refugees and citizens. Underwater, Mara confronts her betrothed for what's rightfully hers and must choose between her beloved and her throne. Now, Bombshells, um, well, before I get to that, art is by... Mirka Alfonda or Andolfo and Laura Braga, and it was written by Marguerite Bennett. Now, Bombshells is a um, almost like an Elseworlds or What If story, to where it takes place in the 1940s, and there are no, as far as I've seen, there's no male heroes except they've added Aquaman a little bit. But it's all about the female heroes in the DC universe, and they were all put back into the 1940s during World War II. And in this, the Bombshells are were actually a team put together by Amanda Waller to fight against the Axis. Okay, so. Um, um, and actually, there. Um, this was really this was a product tie-in because this book was made was written to sell the bombshells line of statues and other things at the moment. Yeah. Which those statues, if you've not seen them, are amazing. Well, we we have from superhero stuff. We have a Wonder Woman bombshells glass tumbler, and it's yeah. glass glass, and mm-hmm. and the artwork's amazing. Yeah, that's the one thing in this. The artwork has been most of the artwork has actually um, inspired the costumes and stuff by the what you would have seen uh-huh. as the bombshells in the forties. What you'd see on bombs or on airplanes and things like that. Yep. Right. Yep. So I've enjoyed well, the series all the way through. I have the digital since the beginning. Well, my so first, that was Bombshell 16. My first pick is uh, Han Solo number three. Uh, writer is Marjorie Liu. Uh, Liu. Uh, penciler is Mark Brooks. As the Dragon Void race gets more intense, Han's rebel mission gets more deadly. Can the Falcon hold up to one of the most intense fights of his career? What's worse, Han failing Leia or losing a race? 
<laughs> so uh, I've, I've kind of been digging the series. Um, and it's, it's not too bad. It's a different side of Han. So, uh, Kylan, your second and final pick for this week. Uh, my second and final pick is uh, number three. It's Vote Loki, number three. Uh, with uh, the writer is Christopher Hastings, penciler is Langdon Foss, and cover art is Trad Moore. Uh, <clears throat> when you're running for president of the United States, it's essential to take time to mingle with your constituents. And Loki's got the American people eating out of the palm of his hand. The campaign trail isn't all shaking hands and kissing babies, though. When a destabilizing crisis hits Latveria, Loki seizes the opportunity to prove his presidential medal and simultaneously leave his competitors in the dust. A country's in turmoil, and the god of mischief seems to be on top of the world. It's almost like he planned it, but surely he wouldn't cause a national catastrophe for a little good press, would he? See, this is, this is the intern from your other book. Worked on this one as well and got in trouble. Yeah, and I, you know what? I th- th- This is applause for this one. So, And now I'm loving this series, by the way. <laughs> I, I really am, so it, it's, it's, it's a fun read. Uh, and the idea of Loki running for president is wow, <laughs> to cool. say the least. Yeah, and I heard about that a couple weeks ago, and I was like, how, how is that? Wait, where is that going? <laughs> So, Vernon, your second and final pick for the week. Yes, I was actually going to switch it up a little bit here. Instead of, uh, it's going to pick Green Arrow, but instead I said, you know what, I'll go with Aquaman. I've been um, liking uh, the Aquaman series a lot recently. Yeah, I I think this pick smells a little fishy. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, um, Aquaman number four, The Drowning Part Four. And then my computer wants to load up right as I'm reading. Okay, there we go. The Drowning Part 4, Aquaman is arrested for a week of crime he didn't, com- <clears throat> he didn't commit. Ordering Atlantean uh, terrorists attack on the surface, killing hundreds, the young king is willing to sit behind bars if it means peace between two worlds. But one ally determined to break Aquaman out, no matter what the cost is, is his girlfriend, Mira. Okay. How about you, Ken? Your second and final pick. Mine is um, Superman number four. The Son of Superman part four. The battle for John hits Metropolis as the Eradicator targets Superman's son. Can the Man of Steel protect the city and his, and his son against the Kryptonian Executioner, or will he have to make or will he have to make a sacrifice? Art by Mick Gray and Patrick Gleason, and written by Patrick Gleason and Peter J. Tomasi. Well, my final pick. Uh, kind of delving back into that Marvel obscure again. And I'm sure Kylan's just cringing on what all that can mean besides a future Book of the Month Club <laughs> pick. Oh, my word. Having flashbacks to the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was one of my better gimmicks for Book that, of the that, Month. That was. I should have known better than to say what I did. Yeah, I should have <laughs> known better than to go ugly, but, you know. Well, you you guys both went ugly. We did. And it got ugly. I've heard they like to go ugly. <laughs> It, it was it, it was it was it was, uh, it was it was ugly. It was all things dupe. Uh, so <laughs> so my pick is Marvel Tsum Tsum number one. Uh, it, writer is Jacob Shabbat. Penciler is David Balden, uh, Baldion. And if I mispronounced it, come on the show and correct it. Uh, in case you've been living under a rock, Tsum Tsums are huge. Tsum Tsums actually uh, oh, are. Well, they, they've got some large ones. They got some large <laughs> ones. They run about twenty-five bucks. Tsum um, Tsums were originally created in Japan to be uh, screen wipes for your cell phone. 
and you know, and they're for dis- different Disney characters, and it just be- all of a sudden became a rage over there, and became you know they offered different characters, and then became collectibles, and it's taken off to what it is now, where you know the plushes, your mobile game. Now you have plastic vinyl blind bag, Tsum Tsums for stacking. Uh, it's insane. Uh, so, in case you've been living under a rock, Tsum Tsums are huge. Well, not literally. They're actually pretty tiny, but these seemingly cute and cuddly creatures are sweeping the globe. So what happens when these pint-sized piles of fur find their way into the Marvel Universe? After a crate of them falls to Earth en route to the Collector... One small group of Brooklyn teenagers will find out, featuring all of your favorite Marvel heroes and villains. This is sure to be soon thing you won't want to miss. And I will be picking up this book for my daughter. Uh, <laughs> especially since she has all of the Marvel series one soon soons. Uh, I think she might enjoy this book. I'm gonna, I think I'll enjoy reading myself. <laughs> so, and someone let my pup into the lair. Be right back. So why don't, we, why don't we go ahead and get into the uh, Marvel Unlimited pick? All right, cool. Well, uh, the Marvel Unlimited pick is actually a a series that I recently just kind of got the bug to go and read the entire series of. But let's start off with uh, book number one, which is Shadowland, uh, number one from 2010. Uh, the penciler is Billy Tan. The writer is Andy D- Andy Diggle. And the penciler, and the uh, other penciler is John K. Cassidy, uh, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, and Lost, Daredevil, and Lost. The battle for the soul of a hero begins. Pushed beyond his limits, Daredevil faces off for a final time against his deadliest foe, Bullseye, and their most brutal battle ever with more than just Hell's Kitchen is at stake. Spider-Man, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Punisher, and more join forces to stop a war that is breaking out throughout New York, with Daredevil at center. This event will change the streets of New York City and the heroes that protect it forever. Plus, a jaw-dropping final page that will have everyone talking for years to come. Cool. So, do you guys have a, uh, a classic pick from, Yes, I, do. I guess, and the Comicology get... archives, I, yes. I guess? Well, I pulled it out of Comicsology, and th- for 99 cents, everybody owes it to themselves to get the to get this book. And you wanted classic? How about the first superhero title ever made? Action Comics number one. 99 cents on Comicsology, And it's the first appearance of Superman with which most people recognize this as the first superhero comic ever made. It says here, the debut of the world's most recognizable superhero learned the original origin of the Man of Steel in his first appearance, very first appearance. This issue also features the first appearance of Lois Lane. Now, it says the um, original origin because there are some huge changes between the origin story you see here and the origin story that people know. And this one, like, Superman comes to Earth as an adult. So it's a totally different um, take on what you're going to get for Superman, but it's great to see where it's started right right and i don't care if you're a marvel fan a dc fan image valiant dark horse any of them you everybody needs this book at least in their digital collection yeah i, I would put it in there as one of the ones you uh, must have uh, i would put it yeah. there with um first appearance of spidey first appearance of cap uh mm-hmm. first wonder woman first batman yeah uh first superman i believe i have the first batman too it was detective 27 or something like yep. that detective 27 yep. Yep. And that's also on Comixology, and I believe it was also 99 cents. Yes, cool. and I have a I'll say I have a free one here, and this is a old school classic too. Sensations Comics number one. Ah, uh, yeah. We were just speaking of uh, Wonder Woman being a classic, and uh, goes up there one of the first. So this is actually the story and first appearance of Wonder Woman. Cool. 
the um, the origins of Wonder Woman continues from All Star Comics issue number eight. The Amazon princess arrives in a man's world with a uh, wounded Steve Trevor. This story also explains the origins of Wonder Woman's secret identity of Diana Prince and features the first appearance of Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Uh, and uh, I some, still can't see it. <laughs> something about and I see. In my opinion, they could use that in the movie if they did it right because the one thing I do like about Marvel, they'll take certain steps. And it's like that that might not use it right. anyway. It's a comic book, right. guys. Don't get too serious. So uh, with DC taking their new route, we might be able to see Invisible Jet done right. But um, but yeah, I would like... They said it's not in the movie, though. Not now, but before, they also said Kryptonite wasn't going to be in Man of Steel at all, and he wasn't going to use it for that universe. And then we got to see uh, Don Justice, and Kryptonite was in there. So they're, I think DC's no, paying attention, saying, hey, we can use certain things. Just right. let's try this out first. But um, I say whoever um, loves Wonder Woman, or if you're a fan of comic books, I say get this book and also get the rebirth and see how much that story has, cha- has changed um, for back in a time where, you know, it was kind of harder for uh, certain characters, uh, depending on your gender or your race. Wonder Woman's didn't change too much, and see, that's actually a good thing. See, Wonder Woman, I'll, I'll get the earlier Wonder Woman's, the classic ones for my daughter to read, mm-hmm. um, because they're they're not, that's more of an all-ages, like yeah. today's standards, whereas, like, some of the, the more recent Wonder Woman's, I think it's a little too old for her. Yeah. So. Yeah, so they've got, they've, they've got a little bit more surreal. Yeah, so... Any final thoughts before we uh, wrap it up? No, no matter what, what it. yeah, I was say no matter what side of the uh, the um, comic book fans you are, you can't admit this year's uh, Comic Con was awesome. Yes, it was. But uh, I think I think the con itself fell a little flat. But I think between DC and Marvel, DC and Marvel, yeah, uh, like I said, it, it was a close tie. I, I just by a hair, maybe a nose hair. I think DC might have won. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was super close. And, it was. and I was gonna say it depends on which way are you tipping that because. Because um, some, me personally, DC did it for me because I haven't seen these characters on screen before at all. Right. With right. Marvel, they're a little bit more established, and a lot of the things that were popping up were um, movies where we've seen a character previously. Right. So I think if they did have more, I would definitely said yeah, Marvel one, but where I guess DC is just a little bit more fresh on the uh, cinematic world. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, Jarvis, if you would please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. Yeah, I, I think this, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the listeners um, react to the DC picks along with our Marvel picks. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. with this uh, Amalgam episode that right. we had. We so. still got to do an actual Amalgam episode. Yeah, well, yeah. in many ways, this is, this, is the, this is the Rebirth special. Yeah. The Rebirth Marvel <laughs> Now special. Of them out. Rebirth Marvel now. I like, I like that. Rebirth Marvel now. <laughs> the the re- episode one thirty. The Rebirth Amalgam now. That's it. The the Rebirth now Amalgam special. There, you there go. we go. There we go. So <laughs> I like that. The title. We have the title. Finally worked its way out. Woo! <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> and that figures. I just looked up a comicsology amalgam is not on there. Wow. Dang it. 